0: please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Mormon Files. I'm happy that you were able to join us. I'm Bishop Earl, and I appreciate you again spending some time with us. Today we have a very unusual guest, and I'm, I'm really happy to introduce her, Dorothy Glade. She's married to a former Mormon. Uh, she was never Mormon herself, but she has an interesting story and interacts with Mormonism. And um, I think you'll be impressed. And, and the more important thing and the good news that we try to share every Every episode here in Ex Mormon Files is coming to Jesus and understanding who He is, what He did for us, and of course, in that in that regard, Dorothy's story is is fantastic. So, Dorothy, thanks for coming and
2: sharing. Thanks for allowing me to be here. This is yeah. a huge honor. <laughs> well, you
1: you mentioned or said admitted that you watched a lot of the Ex Mormon Files. I watched shows almost and, all of
2: them the past couple of months. I need to catch up, but I so I've,
1: you know all of my little weaknesses and. Sh- sh- idiosyncrasies and all that stuff. Oh, yes. Yep, for sure. <laughs> well, we'll try to, try to avoid a few of those. But but you were born Christian. You were born in, into a Christian home. Is that right?
2: Yes. So my parents were both, um, they were Christian when I was born. They, and where was that? This was in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, okay. That's where I was born. Yeah. We moved to West Virginia when I was six. And my parents attended a Bible church my whole life, and I didn't like it. I did not like to go to church, but I was raised... That's a youthful
1: thing, don't you think? Yeah. Okay, we're going to church. Just one of those
2: rebellious things.
1: Now, I don't know if you know this, but when I was growing up as a young person and was facing that same thing, uh, we used to go at like 7.30 in the morning for priesthood, about 11 o'clock for Sunday school, and about 4 or 5
2: o'clock for sacrament meeting. I mean, the whole day was... I couldn't imagine. I could barely so. sit through an hour, like barely. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's go, let's go. <laughs>
1: and your mom was, mom. And fo- your folks were active though? And
2: yeah, yeah. Right. Well, my father, he worked two jobs and I wasn't, we didn't see him very often, but my mm. mom took us to church every Sunday okay. when she could make it.
1: Yeah. So, so will you go to high school and was there education there? It would, was it a regular public high school? Yeah,
2: or? normal high school. Um, I ended up transferring to a larger high school, uh, halfway through my freshman year. Um, That was a huge culture shock, because if I would have stayed in the high school that I started in, my graduating class would have been 10 people. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yep, whole class. So, culture shock.
1: Had you ever heard of Mormons? Had you ever run into a Mormon back there?
2: I had heard the term Mormon, but... At the time, I didn't see a difference between Mormonism they were. and Jehovah's Witnesses. I actually oh, okay. didn't. I thought they were the same thing, and oh. now I feel silly for that. So. Well,
1: no, but that's understandable. But they both have missionary programs. That yes. That kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, that's true. So
1: what happens to you after? I mean, you're so young still, but what happens to you after high school? And-
2: um, well, I graduated high school. I had actually—I um, was— abusing substances when I was a freshman in high school, Even and high school. all through my all high school friends, career. your was
1: it? Yeah,
2: oh. I surrounded myself with other people who were living the same lifestyle, and it was really tough, and I didn't realize how bad it was at the time.
1: Um, this becomes an important part of your story, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it? this
2: is central. I know. don't think things would have turned out the way they did had I not been living that way, because I met Jesus mm. through my addiction. Now, were your folks aware of your... They addiction? became aware. My poor mother, I put her mm-hmm. through so much. Um, she, I don't want to say she gave up, because she loved me so much. And I, she did not give up. She prayed for me. I know that. Yeah. And that's, if it hadn't been for her, who knows what would have happened. But she eventually backed off and decided to, to let go let and you. give me over to God.
1: Wow. And, and he did.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember... um One day thinking, I am so sick of living this way, but there is something in my brain that is making me want to use no matter what, even though in my heart I want to stop. I don't want to live this way. How old were you at this point? I was 19. I had just turned, well, actually, I was just turning 19. I was 18. Hmm. I turned 19 two months after this. Um, I was sitting in my car, and something was wrong. Like I was blacking out. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink anything. We, we don't know exactly what happened, but I was yeah. not in a good place. Um, and I remember sitting in my vehicle, and I threw whatever I was using on the ground, and I said, I don't know who you are, because at the time, I had taken on this agnostic, closer to atheist, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, it's um,
1: easier to deal with life if you push God that's true. off that's to the edge. That's very true,
2: because <laughs> your conscience bugs you to death. Yeah. Um, and so you weren't
1: in a good place with him at
2: that point? No, I was not. And I remember throwing my hands in the air dramatically. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a dramatic person sometimes. I remember saying, I don't know who you are, but I know for a fact that if you're there, you don't want me doing this. But yeah. I can't stop, and I need you to help me stop. I want to stop. I want to stop desiring this in yeah. my life. And as soon as I said that, um, I... I turned my car on and I backed out of the parking lot I was in, and I actually blacked out after that. Don't remember anything. Driving. Yes. Oh. Very scary situation. Um, God carried me the whole way. I drove forty-five minutes to a hospital, and I ended up there and in this hospital bed. I hadn't eaten. I hadn't. I actually hadn't slept in a couple of days either. I was not in a good place, um, and I was laying on the bed and i finally started to fall asleep a little bit because i felt safe yeah. in the hospital and i i fell asleep um it was kind of like halfway i was halfway conscious of what was going on but uh, uh, jesus appeared to me in my dream um i couldn't see his face though there was no face it was just like mm-hmm. white light um because you know i am the light of the world <laughs> yeah and i there was a hand extending out to me and it said it, it's okay he said it's okay i'm here i'm gonna i'm gonna take it from here and i just it was crazy it was a crazy experience and i i woke up the next day feeling wow and i was like i'm hungry where's breakfast (laughs) so i was able to eat i hydrated myself um, because i was severely dehydrated too Mm. took a shower and then um i was kind of like what what happened last night and I Did found, you remember
1: the car experience? I yes, guess, I remember
2: or? the car, but I blacked out. I don't remember driving, but I remember getting in my car, and then I remember going up to the front desk yeah. and telling them that I needed some help. Yeah. I let I was I let them, I made them aware of my situation. Yeah. So. Um, so God, the next day, you're just saying what happened. Yeah, I was like, what was going on? So then I felt like. I just started walking through the, the unit we were in. It was kind of like a community thing. It was a behavioral mm-hmm. health unit, actually. Um, and where was this at? This was in Winchester, Virginia. Okay.
1: So, Back. still in Virginia? Okay. Yes, I was
2: still in Virginia at the time. Okay. Um, parents lived in West Virginia. We okay. were right on the border of okay. the state. So, All right. I went into like, the kind of the, the lounge area for everyone and I actually walked over to the bookshelf and I reached down without even really looking. I picked up a Bible. Like, it was a King James Bible, and I was like, oh, yeah, my my grandma read this. Um, Like, she would say stuff, and I opened it up to Psalm 1, and I read, um, I cannot quote the verse, I don't remember, but it was about um, God is with people who turn away from ungodliness. I can't remember exactly what the first verse was, but it was... It it, really struck you. Yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness. So I actually read through the first two chapters of Psalms, and then I I remember... um, a pastor saying, Oh, start in the book of John in the New Testament, that's where you should start. So, into the book of John, you had heard I started... a pastor say that, yes, or, okay, yeah, in um, in church one day because yeah. I tried to tune everything out, like, I would play on my I'd video games that I bring, like, you go to church, <laughs> yes, yeah. I was a very yeah. rebellious teenager, yeah. um, and so I started reading the book of John. And I was, I the book um, was a red letter Bible where it had Jesus's words yeah. in red, so right? I was like you know, I don't really care about this stuff. I'm just going to read what Jesus said because he kind of talked to me You know night. I
1: did that too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've heard that probably. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 And
2: so I just went, I was like, I'm I'm just going to read what Jesus said. That neat? And I was reading through and I was like, the Holy Spirit, I had my born again experience the night before because yeah. I, I had accepted that invitation from yeah. Christ. Like in my dream, I reached out and grabbed his hand. So that's kind of like my born again experience. And, you know, the Holy Spirit, he gives us the spirit after that happens and i was just i was reading what jesus had said and like everything was so clear it had never been so clear before um appreciated
1: those words a lot oh a yes
2: yeah i have been just head over heels in love with jesus ever since <laughs> this like, was like
1: four years ago right? this was four
2: this years was ago it? actually last yeah. week would mark's the four-year mark wow. of when this happened so that's and, kind of a little bit of my story.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's just wonderful. And um, and so you stay in Virginia for a while longer.
2: Yeah. So since I was addicted, my my parents suggested that I attend some form of uh, recovery program. So I decided to go to a twelve step program. Mm. And having a a relationship, not just like a, a fear based thing, but an actual relationship with the god of our understanding is really important and my god is the god of the bible right so um this 12-step program really helped me pursue my god yeah uh, my way which was the bible Uh, and it was amazing Uh, i actually through the help of this program and through jesus i like, I completely changed. I'm a new creature. The Bible says we're Isn't new that, creatures. That's
1: how that's I feel. Did Your your folks must have been ecstatic.
2: They were my mother, my poor mother. I have two siblings. Praying for you, too, yes. all this time. I have two siblings that she is still praying for, and she, she just calls me and she's just thankful that i'm alive today and that she doesn't have to worry about me as much oh no
1: i can imagine it's uh, what a wonderful relief
2: my dad is so happy too they're both in recovery as well they both have 30 years under their belts though
1: oh good for them
2: they're so happy
1: (laughs) so you eventually get out this way
2: yes come come
1: east is that the next part of the story or
2: yes so i I was sitting in my bed one day in west virginia and thinking i had not been able to find a job. And the closest one is a 45-minute drive, mm-hmm. so it was just not—it was not a good place to be. Nice commute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother was stationed at Hill Air Force Base at the time, up in um, Layton. This is an older right? brother. Yes, this yeah. is my older brother, um, and I called him and I said, "I cannot be here anymore. This is not good. It's time for a change," and he offered to let me stay with him while I got on my feet. Wow! So I moved out. I packed everything, everything I wanted to bring in one suitcase, (laughs) and I attached my pillow to the suitcase, and I hopped on a plane, and I did not look back.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: So it's been quite an adventure. I felt called out here, actually, because I I was aware, like since my brother lived out here, he was like, you know, there's a really large um, population of Mormons out here. Did that worry you at all? I was... Worried, yeah. When my when the pastor of my church heard that I was going to be moving to Utah, he's like, "You better watch <laughs> out." And I was like, "Well, you know, I am feeling called out here. I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out yeah. to be." So, and yeah. I'm glad that I didn't come here with the attitude of ah, I have to like put on the full armor mm-hmm. of God and I have to fight these people. It wasn't like that yeah. for me. Um, I mm-hmm. met my husband a couple months after I moved out here, and he let me know that he was LDS in that. um, (laughs) Speaking of LDS or Mormons. Yep, and I was like, oh, so you guys took the book of John out of your Bible? And he's like, what are you talking about? And because I was confused, I Uh, thought that, I didn't realize there was a difference between, and I feel silly for this now, but I didn't realize there was a difference between Jehovah's Witnesses and and Mormons. Mormons, And then I learned the actual term, what they like to be called, which is Latter-day Saints. And I totally respect that. So I try not to use the term Mormon very often now, unless they bring it up. Yeah.
1: Well, now we're going to meet your husband next time, but uh, Mm -hmm. without spilling his story too much, I guess, or spoiling it. But uh, So you end up meeting and marrying. Did did he... uh, did he try to share his Mormonism with you? And
2: A little bit, like bits and pieces here and there, but I was kind of overpowering because I I love Jesus. Yeah. I love him. I think about him all the time. He's like, <laughs> I, I. it's really hard to explain. It's like when you're in junior high and you have a crush on somebody. It's like, I'm always thinking about Jesus because... Isn't that amazing? I'm so, he saved me and changed me. Yeah. I... I could could go on and on about the things that he's done in my life, like the job opportunities and people that I've been able to meet. Like, I'm Mm. a completely different person. If I was here today, but the way that I was, that... You might not be here today. (laughs) I was antisocial. I couldn't talk to people. I could not look people in the eye. Mm. It was so bad.
1: Did any of those Christian lessons that you may have... Not wanted to hear, but heard anyway because you were there. Did they come back a little bit at yeah. all? And Gee, you know, somebody knew strange. about Jesus before I found him there.
2: Yes, yeah. So the Bible says that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Right. And like it pierced my soul even back then. Yeah. It did because it's the Word of God. And after I came to know Christ like i all these things came back to me and i remember um when i was probably six or seven years old i colored a picture it was a little worksheet in sunday school and it was a picture of a little girl carrying an umbrella and the there was a bible verse on it and says cast all your cares upon him for he careth for you Mm. i can't remember the reference really bad with that but um
1: Now you understand what that means. Oh yes, and
2: I like it helps me every day. Like today, I work there. I was in a lot of meetings today, and I was nervous because I I just started my job. But I kept, hey, I got to cast my cares on him, and because he cares for me, like he's going to help me through this. Like he'll shut doors if they need to be shut, and he'll open doors Mm -hmm. that need to be open. Like, and I. I don't have the level of anxiety that a lot of people do today because I know that whatever happens, God's working it for my good. Yeah.
1: Yes. Now, you ended up meeting with a bishop, I guess, at at some point because your husband will, again, hear his story, but it had to do with him. What what was that about?
2: Well, I wanted to meet with the bishop. Spencer and I were engaged, getting ready to be married, Um, and I wanted Spencer— I explained to him a lot of differences, and I was trying to point out things from the the doctrine that he may not have been completely... You had had learned some of these things. Yes, yes. I I should add, when I moved out here, I actually began fervently studying the LDS doctrine. I wanted to know everything, because I am a perfectionist. I don't like to have incorrect information, especially when I'm trying to... to, Not necessarily defend or argue, but to like present facts about my beliefs. Like, I I don't like to, I don't want to put anybody in a bad spot where they feel like I'm making things up and trying to attack them. So I started to. To point this out to Spencer, and he didn't know a lot of the things about the, the <laughs> doctrine and the history of the church. The history of the church is is one of the the big things. So Isn't that something? Yeah. I, I asked him if we could meet with the bishop of his childhood word, um, okay. and we did, and I just kind of asked the bishop questions. Is the, the, the doctrine and covenant says this? Is this true? Is this what you believe? And every time he said yes, and um, Didn't really get a reaction from Spencer, but I could tell that he was finally hearing like, okay, this is really, this is really what's going on. But I don't want to go too much into that. I want
1: Spencer to be able to talk about it. But that was an interesting experience. It
2: was, it was. And the bishop was very respectful and very kind. um, But didn't really have answers
1: probably either.
2: No, there weren't answers. just more of a, yes, that's what we believe, or no, we don't actually believe that. Um, But we didn't get any no's because, I mean...
1: You know, it's funny too, when you were talking about how Jesus is now so important in, in your life and in our lives, um, we would go on vacation with family, never mention Jesus' name at all as Mormons. And now as Christians, we just can't go a few hours, if, if yes. at all, without something coming <laughs> yes. up or talking I'll about Always it. want to
2: talk about him. Yeah. yeah.
1: And what do you think that is? What... Uh,
2: I think is that is the
1: spirit of Christ I guess but
2: yeah it's it's absolutely the spirit like yeah. we when we accept Christ he gives us the holy spirit and I I really think that is he is the central um, part of our being now yeah cuz we we have died we we've died and we've and risen again. That's our again. goal, isn't it? To yes. die to
1: Christ and and Him living in us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I never understood that fully as as a Latter Day Saint. And
2: I didn't understand it growing up either. Even though that was one of the big things that was taught in my and Probably week belief.
1: after week, it was yeah. taught of some sort. And oh yeah, and, yeah. and I
2: never understood. I was like what, dying, what, what? Like yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like I I couldn't even comprehend. Um, the new creature part. It's like, because I felt, oh, I already believe this. Like, I've been this since I was born. But yeah. um, it it changed when I accepted Christ. Like, I finally I had the born-again experience. Yeah, um, I did have a defining moment, and not everybody has that. And yeah. not everybody needs to feel... And not feel, everybody needs to feel yes. like they have to have that. Because
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm more of a new creature as well, in, mm-hmm. in that sense. I just see things differently. And... Carla and I, my wife and I, started reading John as well. Mm-hmm. And it just, we, we were just crying. It, it's fantastic. Reading things there that I'd never read before, even though I'd read it before.
2: Like Jesus yeah. talks about, I, I mean, the, the whole book of John, like all of the four Gospels, they, the central theme is God loves us yeah. so much with a fiery, burning passion. He is jealous for us. Yeah, Like he's jealous for me, a, a former drug addict. He's jealous for my love. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, that's, I, I've always wanted that. I, I grew up, my father was absent most of the time. So, With traveling and yes, stuff? Yes, he worked two jobs, and um, he actually, one of his jobs, he stayed there overnight. That's where he slept. Um, he, he drove a taxi cab and he slept oh. in his cab. Oh, my. Yeah, it was really hard. So, I, I had that hole in my heart, and I was looking to fill that, and I thought drugs had filled that, but they, they didn't. Jesus did. Yeah. It's amazing. He's like God is my father. Like he's my father in heaven. And
1: Abba father. Yes. Yeah.
2: Like we call out uh, abba. Like abba. I think in Hebrew it's not even a word. It's just a like um a sound that a that a infant would make, like da da. Yeah. That's that's really what it means. And it's And that's yes. what it
1: means to have a relationship. Yes right? And that's it's so different in Mormonism. It, it's so much of a religion as opposed to a relationship. It's, it's all about the church. It's all about keeping the commandments. Yes, and, uh, and my
2: heart hurts. Yeah. My heart hurts for my family because they are my family. I, I'm married to Spencer, and I, they're very much part of my family as my biological I spend more time with them than I ever have with my family. Okay, oh, Spencer's
1: family. Yes, yeah, yes, cuz they're active.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, and my my heart just hurts just every wish time their eyes
1: could open just a little yes. bit. Yes. And,
2: and that's that's up to God.
1: What do you think m- most Mormons misunderstand or or are not doing? I mean, what should they be doing in order to
2: Um the biggest thing for me like this is and everybody's different. I've noticed that. Like, yeah. even with Spencer, when we met, there are a lot of things that he was already doing that, um, like, were more uh, toward Christianity. Like, he he explained to me, like, these things that you're telling me, like, I, I, I believe some of those. Like, I believe that uh, I have a relationship with God. And I think that's the biggest thing, is the relationship. They
1: might think they do, and they really don't. Is that what you mean? Um... What I mean is we use, in Mormonism, we use the same words as Christians do. Yes. But in the back of our mind, they mean something totally different. Yes. Saved in Mormonism only means that you're resurrected. Yes. It doesn't mean exaltation or living with, heavenly, or with God. Yes. Yeah. Grace means something different.
2: Yes. And th- that's, that's something that really, it, it hurts my heart. Yeah. Like I try not to get angry about it with people. Like you should be believing this. Right. Like that is totally it Probably
1: doesn't do any good. It's right.
2: completely ineffective. It pushes people away. Right. Um like if, if Jesus does that to us, like we're we're more inclined to listen to him. Yeah. Like he, he kind of did that for me. Like he reached out. He's like, "Come on, come with me." But he was kind of stern about it. Yeah. And that I actually felt safe with that tone from him. Like yeah. Uh, it's going to be okay
1: and you reached out as well yes it's like, I, like i
2: like i trust you i have confidence in you yeah. like that's
1: Well, now sitting in the car kind of going back to that just made me think did you did anything happen i mean i know you were kind of broken at that moment but did anything happen just before that had you heard anything that or you just felt like i can't do this anymore or what
2: well actually um the situation was kind of uh unusual i I think that i had taken something that i wasn't aware that i was taking so that would always scare me (laughs) it was so scary i was i was terrified i was so scared i actually called my mother yeah right before this happened i called my mother and i asked her i said i need you to drive me to the hospital something's wrong and she did the most important thing she could have ever done for me being my mother she let go and she said, I am at work and I cannot help you anymore. You're in God's hands. Yeah, she said that wow. to me. And, <laughs> and it turned out to that be That was the best thing that she's ever yeah. done for me. Isn't God gracious, though? Yes.
1: And, you know, and that's another unfortunate part of Mormonism. We, we expect people to be perfect before they come yes. to church almost. It's so and sad. It
2: is, isn't it? Jesus said... Come, come to me, all who are weary yeah, and heavy, heavy laden. laden. I will give you rest. Not yeah. go, go take a shower, go put, go put a suit on, go cut go your hair, shave your beard, and then come talk to me. Like he yeah. said, no. He picked me. He, I like the way somebody, put, I can't remember who it was, but they, they said that I was in the trench, and Jesus crawled in there with me, mm. and he sat down with me. And s- met me there and, and talked to me. Safe. And that's exactly what he did for me. Because my Jesus became a man. My God and my Father in Heaven became a man
1: yeah.
2: um, in the form of his Son. And he knows what it's like to be hungry and tired. Isn't that neat? And you know what? Our time's gone. Wow. Can
1: you believe that? Oh, my But goodness. one thing, your, your thought, you either said this or it prompted me to think, but it, it was like Jesus shows us the way as Mormons. Yes. Jesus shows us the way, but in... Christianity Jesus is the way he is the way he doesn't just show us he's our Savior and he is the way he
2: says I am the way the truth and the light yeah no one goes to the Father except by me
1: yeah well Dorothy thank you so much it's that's awesome Um, I just appreciate uh, your story and we're gonna get to hear a little bit of what Spencer has uh, and his perspective and you've enjoyed it out here in Utah then
2: I love it this is my home is it? I, I've, I felt like I've lived here my whole life. Oh, yeah. I, I love it like here. the
1: snow and everything else. <laughs> I love
2: everything. The snow and the rain and the sunshine all in one day.
1: <laughs> well, as, as Dorothy said, let's encourage you folks to uh, read John, Galatians and Ephesians and yes. Acts. And as Mormons, we just don't, we have a thin veneer of understanding of the Bible and we don't trust it. Mm-hmm. But it is trustworthy. And it's the Word of God, and it'll speak to you as the same as it has to us in our lives. So Trust God.
2: He yeah. won't lead you astray.
1: Thanks. See
2: you next time.
0: This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit ExMormonFiles.com.